Welcome to Sundays with a Promise. These podcasts are designed to uplift you and to educate you, to help bring you clarity and understanding, and to help empower you to walk in your purpose. Our guide for Sundays with a Promise is none other than Dr. Sandra Harrigan. Now let's listen in on today's episode of Sunday with a Promise. Greetings, everyone. It is another great day. This is Dr. Sandra here. Welcome to Sunday with a Promise. Today's topic is God Loves Me. And I'll begin with Ephesians 5, 18 that says, And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. Just as it is a command not to be drunk with wine, it is a command to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Numerous scriptures speak against drunkenness, but wine itself is not forbidden. We know that Jesus drank wine. He turned water into wine so others could drink. However, wine or strong drink cannot be forbidden on the basis of scripture. It is the drunkenness that is wrong. Fermented beverages in moderation are not necessarily violating any scripture. Being filled with the Holy Spirit is the present tense, making it a continual command for the believer. In the book of Acts, the same people who were filled with the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost were filled again and again. Most people don't get drunk on just one drink. And likewise, being filled with the Holy Spirit is not just a one-time experience. There is an initial filling of the Holy Spirit and many subsequent fillings. It is easy to say we are filled with the Spirit because of some emotional feeling that we have. But Paul related the filling of the Spirit to our lives and our relationships. Those of us who are truly filled with the Holy Spirit will have godly actions to show for it. Whether it's with our friends, our family, our you know, acquaintances, business partners, our children. Each relationship calls for a submission toward one another as being service rendered to the Lord. And we touched on Luke 14, 26 before. If any man come to me and hate his father, his mother, and let me go back. If any man comes to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea, and his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. That's Luke. Know that this isn't an instruction to hate our relatives or even ourselves. This is simply saying that in comparison to our love for God, our feelings toward ourselves and others ought to be far less. Many people have become codependent on others instead of God. This is commanding just the opposite. We need to put God first. You see, the enemy comes in many ways in order to get us to place value on someone or something other than God. He attacks the word, the word, and he attacks the worth we place on it in an attempt to get our identity off of what God said. So if we have lost the manifestation of our joy or peace or healing or revelation, it is simply because somewhere along the way, we quit glorifying God. 
Hebrews 12 and 2 says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. You see, a runner has to have a goal or a prize to press toward. Jesus should be our example and should occupy our focus. He is the author and finisher of our faith. If we aren't focused on Jesus, our faith will never be complete. And how did he run his race? We know that he won his race, but how? The verse reveals that he was focused on the joy that was set before him. Jesus endured the pain, he endured the suffering as no one else ever has. It is not only endured, he not only endured this in the physical realm, he bore the sickness and disease of the whole world, but he suffered spiritually as he literally became sin for us who knew no sin. Most people today don't recognize that we have the power to esteem or disesteem things that happen to us. They proclaim that we are totally products of our environment and have no power to control our reactions, but that's not what this verse is teaching. Our minds are like magnifying glasses. Whatever we focus our attention on becomes bigger and more dominant in our lives. Whatever we fail to focus our attention on becomes, begins to shrink in comparison and shrink in importance and influence. We may still retain the knowledge, but the impact of that knowledge diminishes the less we focus on it. Therefore, we are the ones who place value or lack of value on everything that happens to us. Therefore, we need to be mindful of this. We are a leaky vessel. The reason why we are a leaky vessel is because we aren't valuing what God has done in our lives. Are we esteeming other things more? then we need to intentionally glorify God and disesteem everything else. For the joy that was set before him, he endured. We are the ones who diminish the value of anything that we see. We are the ones who determine the value of everything in our life. We are the ones who determine we can't live with or without all these things, but can always have a change in how we do things. As I close, keep in mind, what we value is so important. Let us begin to value the things of God. God says, see God as our home base. Whenever something bad happens, we can retreat and say, Lord, you love me. Lord, you are in me, always looking for the good in everything that I do. So keep this in mind. God is always our home base. Thank you and amen. Thank you for joining us on today's Sundays with the Promise. Make it a great day.